Okay, now hold oh, on. Oh, no, that no, bird said, that came out does look like the bird I that's saw. That's the one. Okay. Wait, okay, let me see. What? Where? In the, um, in the listeners, as you're just tuned as you're just tuning into this conversation now, <laughs> listeners, uh, we've been talking for the last 15 minutes trying to identify a bird that Noelle saw outside of her apartment. <laughs> we take you now really live important. to the action. It was, Listen, really guys, it was a wonderful bird. We just wanted to give you like a peek behind the velvet curtain to see the sort of glamorous and exciting lives that we we live as podcast celebrities. It was a good bird. It was very round and it had a striped tail. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is this the bird, so Juniper? This article says, um, oh, ooh, a junco. A junco? <laughs> junco? A junco? What? Junco? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up a lot, a lot. But seriously, wait. This one you just showed us. What's this one you just showed? I feel a like you're gonna of? you're so gonna like look it up. This, and you're gonna be like, oh, it's only found in Antarctica. No, okay. This fucking bird. It literally. It's not a real bird. It says many birds have white patches in their tails, and sh- uh, the shapes of those white patches can be a very useful identification clue. Fuck uh, off. Yeah, but this says, okay, this says, the flash, a junco foraging on the ground, often flicks its tail open, revealing a brief flash uh, as the white outer tail feathers fan out from under the dark central feathers. A junco? And then You're telling are me that junco again. flashed Noel? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, maybe, all right, baby. <laughs> for, for the benefit of the listener, because we're now recording, uh, Noel, can you once again describe the bird that you saw? Okay, it was round as fuck. It was like a round ball. It was light gray. And then it was so cute. And it had a head that was kind of like a dove's head. And then when it flew away, its tail was striped white and black. But it was not striped like the way that most tails are striped. It was like one feather was white, one feather was black, one feather was white. It was very cool. It's not like other birds. It's not like other birds. It's a special, beautiful bird. Um, Noelle, does this look oh. like the bird that you saw? <laughs> yeah, that does look like the bird that I'm I saw. I'm obsessed I, with her. I think I would pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> okay, now wait, hold on. Noelle, who is she? Yes. Does this tail <laughs> does this tail look like the tail of the bird that you saw? Um, oh yeah, maybe. So cute. That could be it. That's a junko. A junko. <laughs> It's I'm junko. saying it wrong. I don't care how else it could possibly. It's be probably pronounced. junko, but I like saying junko because it makes it sound like just really cute, like a Japanese. It sounds name. like every day is great yeah. at your Juness, at your junko. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Let me see where this bird Noel is native weeb. to, so that we can triangulate whether or not. I'm gonna Noelle marry her, Noel. So why don't you hold your fucking it's tongue? It's <laughs> one of the most common birds in North America. I've never seen one before. It's not either. common. It's special, and it's not like other birds. <laughs> it's uh, specific. It's called the dark-eyed junko. Oh, oh wow. my god! She the dark-eyed junko wow. coming to my window. <laughs> I mean, junko. or like maybe I guess like I've probably seen them before, but it wasn't so puffed up because it was winter, and because it looks be. so cute. And then also, I never saw their tails before because like I think that's a cool tail. She's so good, and I love her so much. Oh, Listeners, if you want to see a Junko, just Google it. Because, man, that's yeah. a cute little Dark bird. Dark-eyed bird. Junko, my wife. The snowbird. Oh, they are snowbirds. <gasps> yeah. Could oh, she be cute. any more perfect? They're very cute. I'm so glad that you guys give a shit about the cute bird I saw. <laughs> I care more than I've ever cared about I, Yeah, I've never cared more we, about anything in my life. Immediately. We were like, we got to identify this bird. <laughs> I must know her. We must know. We have to know about this bird. Well, 
Everybody, so new podcast name: Junko, Junko, Legend Junko, Junko, the dark-eyed Junko, Legend Junko, Cat in the jeans wearing Legend Junko. You have to make an NPC named Dark-eyed Junko. Okay, all right, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna fucking settled. romance her. We're getting married. Yes, you know what? We'll uh, see if I remember this later. I'll remember it for you. I'll remember the episode one. And I'll be like, That's where's Dark Eyed Junko? <laughs> if you guys remember it, I'll remember it too, and I'll actually make an NPC of that name. Oh, I love her. So I'm going to put the impetus on you. All right. Okay. We'll do it. She loves to eat seeds. She <sighs> loves to her. eat seeds. I mean, She's always same, snacking on frankly. that millet. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten really weird. <laughs> Bird just stuff, got man. weird for the first time. Yep. Yeah, Jennifer, why would you do that? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, it was escalating, you know, and I feel like it reached a crescendo. But may, yeah, I mean, maybe steady escalation. Maybe there's even higher peaks we've yet to reach. <laughs> so I know we're just like waiting for me to say, "Let's play D and D." But I'm we're just continuing fine. I'm fine to, to just spend the rest of the day talking about Junko. We're, yeah, we're in the Junko cast now. I'm holding us hostage here. That's fine. While I work on a map. Oh, that's so fine. Round. We can just keep we can keep talking shit. So round, They're so tiny. How long do dark-eyed junkos live? They live Forever. between three years, three and to infinity. eleven years in the wild. But what about when we? But they need to live as long as I live. No, till death do us part. No, she's gonna die first, bitch. No. <laughs> You just have to accept the inherent tragedy of love. Yeah, no. specifically you have to accept the inherent tragedy of love as a borderline immortal being when compared to the short-lived mortal that you're married to. That's not and fair. Mm, tough. 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 All right, well, speaking of the inherent tragedy of immortality, uh, let's play D&D. Yeah! My name is Kat, and I am your sweet little bird. Hello, my name is Noelle. I'm, I have a new bird watching YouTube channel. Please check it out. It's called, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's a really cool name. Uh, hold it. on, hold on. I love um, it. It's called, oh, fuck. It's, yeah, it's birds. not called oh, fuck. That would it's actually be really oh, cute. Oh, fuck, like, birds. I would love that. I think that's a great name. You know what? That's, that's true. Actually it a can, very good name. It can be called Oh, fuck, birds. Yeah. Yeah. No, it needs to be Oh, fuck with an exclamation point and then birds. And, and then an birds. Yeah. And then mine yeah. is going to be Oh, fuck, birds. <laughs> and then somebody who hates birds can be Oh, fuck, birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good anyway, plan. anyway Good I play Fran and um, I'm on this podcast. So, mm. hi, my name is Junkaper. <laughs> oh God, how long have you been sitting on that no for doubles. this entire fucking intro? <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Junkaper. Oh wow, and how I'm uh, I'm not a bird. I'm not related to birds. I'm a human. Boo. Yeah. And fuck birds. <laughs> you take that back. I don't mean it. I had a bird growing up and she was very sweet and horny and her name was Cheeky and I loved her a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. 
sweet but also concerning. I, it's it's just like that bird that bird book that you read us, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Hannah, we've talked let's about. Let's move that. on quickly. Yeah. Speaking of Hannah, uh, listen. My name's Hannah, and. I don't care if I have to travel to the ends of the earth. Dark-eyed Junko will be my bride. <laughs> and, uh, and I play Slake. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that, was that a Frollo? Was that a Frollo impression? I was thinking kind of a, like, I don't know, like sort of an off-brand fan of the opera kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, maybe okay. combination Frollo phantom like Frollantum. Frollantum. Frol of the opera. <laughs> Disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> the just, worst possible combination I, of very good. No, okay, we're gonna we're moving very on good. swiftly now. Let us swiftly move on. Swift, like the bird. Yes, another type like the of bird. bird. Okay, no, we're moving on. Uh, all right. So last time you guys arrived in the um, beautiful city of Nakama, the entry to the continent, the glittering shit heap that will rob you blind and uh, you'll thank them for doing it. So you uh, hit the streets of Nakama and immediately started concocting a brilliant plan. Mm-hmm. You did some recon. You checked out the casino that the Estrins were supposedly taken captured by and you found out it is a place called the Lucky Lamia and that they do in fact have a live Lamia on the floor. Fran did some recon, uh, you know, skulked around as a fart. You guys got a room across the street at a, a lesser, a less fancy casino. And then uh, you headed out in your new fancy duds to uh, take on this heist. Oceans 4 style. Oceans 4 style. Oceans 4. There's only four of you. Unless you're going to summon some lizards, in which case I think we can get it up to 11. <laughs> you never know. Lizards you never even know. Lizards are always on the table. I know. So, okay, so I'm gonna I'll uh we'll backtrack a little bit. The whole casino floor is carpeted in lush, dark emerald green rugs with fanciful borders in gold and navy, which outline the different gaming areas. To your left there's a spinning wheel in green and gold, and another game involving dice throwing. To the right, there are smaller tables with card games run by dealers dressed in smart green tailcoats with white gloves. Directly across from you is a mezzanine, where the most beautiful and wealthy patrons of the casino lounge on low sofas and in plush chairs. The woman in the black dress who you saw come in before you appears through a curtain at the back of the mezzanine, and one of the servants throws a shower of harmless gold sparks over her. You immediately recognize this act of prestidigitation as magic, real magic. Below the mezzanine is a bar, which is plated in gold and cut glass gems. Waiters in gold flip between the bar and the gaming tables, bringing drinks and canapes to guests. There is a small lounge area in front of the bar, where more low sofas host a small gathering, where there is a man in a black and white mask giving some sort of speech or reading. All of this, of course, is secondary to the casino's crown jewel. In the center of the room, on a raised platform underneath a magnificent skylight, is Lamia herself. She has the body of a lion and the torso and head of a woman. She's dressed splendidly, with her dark midnight black hair piled around an elaborate golden headdress, and an elegant top made of a fine net of pearls and gold coins, which drips down over her lion back. Her wrists, both human and lion, are adorned with many gold bangles and sparkling gems which hang from her ears. Her 
cage is made of beautiful crystal with delicate carving of lace holes cut in the top to reflect light and cast rainbows around the Lamia and disguise the air holes. She is sat upon a golden throne that looks specially made for her bestial lower half and is encrusted in jewels as well. Her cage is filled with piles of coins, trinkets, jewelry, and other finery. She observes the casino with a satisfied smile on her beautiful face. Underneath her cage, there is a heavy metal door. And that is the Lucky Lamia. And the metal door is the vault that I... And then there's like a door inside, and then there's like another locked vault door, basically. Leads to a staircase that goes down into an antechamber where there is another bigger locked vault door with three keyholes. So we have walked in already? Yes. Where last we left you, you were standing on the grand entrance. Um, I think... It would it would probably behoove us to have at least one person who's pretending to be a really high roller, yeah. Um, who can be mm-hmm. like, I would like to see the wares, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we should have at least one person who tries to talk to the Lamia, mm-hmm. yep, and figure out like what her deal is and if she wants to be free or if she's in charge. And then we should maybe have somebody who's trying to more like blend in mm-hmm. and like and just hear pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was here. I was gonna. I was gonna say Corbin would want to be the high roller, but I think he yeah. would be better at being the Lamia person. Okay, Fran Ooh. now has a really high deception, so she might be a good high like, roller, a good like con person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. where yeah. she didn't used to be the face. <laughs> Fran's becoming yeah. the face. She was. She was she was blessed by Phelan with deception qualities, mm-hmm. and I think it might be good too to maybe have somebody to um, kind of try and schmooze with the employees mm-hmm. yeah. and try and get... I, w- like, I would say like that's going to be like the blend-in person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's three. We got the high roller, mm-hmm. the Lamia talker, a blender in, blend in, the blender. Mar- Mary could also do things. I don't know what we want Mary to do. Well, Mary could yeah, sort of be Fran's arm candy as the... That's true, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and then yeah. Mary can like provide useful advice and, and like, support help spells with any magic. And, yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Smart. I think that's, that's smart. Really good. Corbin wanted to talk to the Lamia. Corbin um, wants to be the high roller, but he has agreed <laughs> to be the Lamia right. talker. Yeah. Um, Fran will be the high roller, and yeah, Slake, I think, would be good at... I can be like, I'm new wealth, and I'll be like very relatable, and I'll be like, you know, I used to work a job just like you, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of uncomfortable yeah. here. That okay, Mr. Musk. Dibs on talking to the mask person. Fucking knew it. <laughs> I put somebody in a mask, that's like catnip. Mary and I need to try to go into the VIP mezzanine, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're supposedly VIP. Yeah, yeah you're trying you're to VIP your pee all the way up there. She V's my eye until I pee. <laughs> Horrible. No. No, I was like on top of it today with just the worst sentences she's ever said. Who wants to go first? And it sounded like Noelle was already Yeah, it sounds like Noelle's ready to piss, so. I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I think... Fran is gonna like hold her elbow out to Mary to mm-hmm. to take. All right, and we are just a power couple, and we look amazing. You look, you're the most amazing looking power couple. Mary takes your arm. You guys descend the grand staircase, and we're gonna flash. Let's all have a, a brief flashback to this moment back in Madria, descending a grand staircase in a cool fashion. <laughs> Fran, I think yep. Fran did okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fran did okay. Did Let's see how Fran does again. Uh, oh God! Go ahead and roll me a performance or dexterity, whichever you uh, want to do. 
Okay. Um, I think I want to do dexterity just to prove that I'm not going to fall over. I got a 15. Okay. All right. You guys both descend the staircase, not in a particularly showy fashion, but you manage it. Uh, Mary, no, Mary, we're not, we're not stomping the runway. We're just, we're just vibing. You're two, you're two vibing ladies, and you are vibing your way down the stairs, and you successfully vibe all the way down uh, without incident. Before we actually go any further, we're going to use that notice meter that I was using uh, when you guys were in SDL. So uh, I'm going to be keeping track of checks that succeed and fail, and there will be a a clock that will fill as you uh, fail checks or are otherwise extremely noticeable. Mm. And there will be consequences if you are spotted out as being out of place. Well, good thing we're never out of place. <laughs> good thing we're great at blending in. All right, true. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track you guys separately since you did uh, split up. So Fran and Mary are one group. Slake is their own group and Corbin is on his own as well. So you each are going to be starting at one. You'll you'll have four opportunities to fail uh, before okay. you will be noticed. And then if we succeed, does it go the other way? Yes. Yep. So Fran, okay. you and Mary, by not biffing it down the stairs, making a cool grand entrance, your clock has moved mm-hmm. down one to zero. Okay. Um. So... Looking around the the gaming floor, it is not immediately obvious how you get up to the VIP mezzanine. Um, there's mm. there's not anything that looks like a, a doorway or anything like that. So you may need to ask around or do a little bit of sleuthing to figure out how to get up there. So we're like in an area that's kind of like below the VIP mezzanine, but we can look up and see them. Yes. Yeah. They're sort of like the mezzanine is over the, the bar more or less. And then... You're sort of, as you walk okay. underneath it, you can look up and see the, the glitterati up there. Okay. Um, I think maybe we would go to the bar mm-hmm. and order something incredibly expensive. So the, the bar bartender looks up at you and he just sort of raises his chin. Hmm. You're, this is gonna be a performance. This is gonna be a performance check. I think you need to perform as a as a rich a rich lady here. Can I can I do deception instead of performance? Yes. Okay. You can do pre- deception. You are lying. You are not a rich lady, okay. and you are not elegant. Yeah. So <gasps> I'm not very elegant. Okay. How could you say that? Harsh harsh words. Okay. I got a sixteen. A sixteen. Okay. All told. All right. So what do you do at sixteen out of twenty amount of elegance? You know what I'll I'll do. Um, I look around and then I kind of look unimpressed, mm. and then I, mm. I I wink at the bartender, and I say, you know, I don't think anything that I'm seeing here is really quite up to standard for my guest here. And uh, Mary Mary follows your lead, and she sort of tilts her nose up in the air. And the bartender says, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. Uh, and he sort of looks down at the bar and sort of gives you like a meaningful look as he like places his hand on the bar and sort of taps his fingers. What? <laughs> uh, you want money? <laughs> it's a casino, man. There, it's all. Uh, well, I know, but I don't know what the price is yet. Um, oh, this isn't I, asking for a I, price. I'm, I'll give you this. He's, he's asking, asking for a bribe. For for a bribe yes. to sure 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 do I have any of my gold pieces from Estra left probably I mean you know maybe you kept one or two if I'm 
as yeah. just for fun. I pull out one one gold piece, which is like super crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody has gold pieces in Avalis. Oh yeah. And I I hand it to him. Uh, he looks down at it and he just very subtly he slips it under his palm and uh, takes it under the bar and he says, "Just wait right here." And uh, he leaves. He leaves the bar. Mm-hmm. And Fran, give me a perception check. Okay. A 14? A 14. You see the bartender uh, go behind a uh, curtain, and you sort of see just, like, the outline of him doing something. And then he uh, comes back to the bar, and he says, why don't you take a seat in the lounge, and my front of house manager will be with you shortly. And I, I, I nod and go... Chill on the lounge. Find yourself a sofa. Uh, Mary, yeah. like, perches on the arm of the sofa with, like, an arm draped against the back of the sofa and, you know, mm-hmm. tries to pose and look pretty. Mm-hmm. And she is so beautiful, and we're both sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. All right, I'm going to move over to... We're going to go to uh, Slake next. Slake... You uh, you have seen Fran and Mary successfully descend the stairs. I don't want to do this gag three times in a row, but I'm going to anyway. Please make me... <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Make me a dexterity or performance check, whichever you would like. I can't believe you're making me jeopardize the success of the entire mission just for this wacky bit <laughs> on this very serious adult podcast that is not funny or about <laughs> comedy. This is ridiculous. Never okay. laugh at somebody biffing it down the stairs. No, this is a highbrow, <laughs> serious role-playing podcast. Are you going to roll uh, deception or for performance? Because if you want to do dexterity, that will just be makes it down the stairs without issue. Oh, okay. Well, okay, here's the thing. What did I roll? It was a nine. Uh, <laughs> with my with my dexterity, that would be 11, which isn't great, but isn't a this fail. Can, this can play to your advantage, Slake, though. Yeah, I'm you're the approachable. Man. I'm yeah. so approachable. Okay, so I, yes, okay, so I, I will do dexterity. Okay. It'll be an 11, mm-hmm. and I am... I'm just thinking if I would have, like, a bag or anything that I can, like, drop and pick up um, and you, spill things. You might have, like, just, a little purse, you know? Like, a, yeah, a yeah. money purse. I got a little, I got, okay, I got a little satchel for mm-hmm. my monies. So, yeah, I as I descend the staircase, I kind of trip, and I, I spill my little satchel, mm-hmm. and I'm looking around nervously and kind of picking that stuff back up, and I kind of write myself and uh, tug on my collar, and I look over at one of the employees mm-hmm. and I say, sorry, I'm kind of new here. And, First time. And I, when you dropped your bag, the the like employee station at the bottom of the stairs, he had you know helped you clean your things up and, and he hands you a pile of money. Uh, make me just a real quick perception check, please. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, it's like, uh, well, yeah, he hands you he hands you back some money. Um, <laughs> he super stole from me. Have I been robbed, cat? <laughs> you you don't you can't tell. You're so your hands are so sweaty right now. Uh-huh. You cannot tell how much money <laughs> was in your bag in the first place. Your mind oh has gone utterly god. blank. Oh, oh my god! Oh. 
It's just um, all that's all you're hearing right now is just sort of the wah, 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 as this man like hands you back your purse. Okay, I I say um, thanks. I uh, I appreciate it. He nods and he uh, touches you on the shoulder and points you over towards the gambling table with the big spinning wheel. The fantasy roulette is what we'll call it. Mm. Oh, honestly, I feel like this can play to your advantage too. If they think yeah. you're a mark. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you are really a mark. Yeah. <laughs> you are literally a mark, but you could play it off also. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, yeah. It's all according to my plan that I have. <laughs> all according uh, to Keikaku. It's, yeah, it's all, all according, according to Keikaku. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I... All right, I'll lean into it. I say, oh, uh, is that what you'd recommend? He's, and he claps your, your shoulder a bit and he says, that table, it's all about luck. You know, you don't have to worry about being the most skilled uh, player at that table, just the most lucky. <laughs> and I think, and he uh, slaps your back in and says, I think tonight's your night. Oh, geez. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, I, I guess if you say so. And uh, I, I wander off toward the roulette table, but I'm also, as I do that, I am looking around for this masked. I want to know what's going on in Mask Town in with Mask the masked Town? figure. Oh, yeah. That masked figure. Actually, uh, Fran and Mary have a better view of that figure. So I will, uh, if you're trying to like crane your head over to pay attention to yeah. them. Uh, the uh, the masked figure is declaiming something. They're doing, they're, uh, doing a reading of a poem, it sounds like. And so this person, they're wearing a split black and white mask where it's white on one side, black on the other. And it's like an otherwise featureless mask uh, with just sort of two little half moon slits for eye holes. And uh, the person is declaiming and they are uh, saying this poem. Oh, soft black night, hide well your children. Oh, swift white stars, illuminate our path. Find true the aim of the archer, for naught but the pleasure of trick shoots the apple from the eyes of lovers and bites it in two. And uh, there's a, a small audience of elegantly dressed people around the figure, around them, and uh, they all sort of just politely clap, and he bows very generously and then walks around, grabbing their hands, touching their shoulders, etc. And actually, make me another perception check. This one will not affect uh, whether you are noticed at all. Okay. It's just for info. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a 10. That's a 10. No, you don't really notice anything out of, out of the ordinary there. I'm in hell. Like, I, all I want to do is not beef everything, and, and I want to find out about this cool, mysterious figure. It's going to happen for you, Slake. Don't worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next, and I'll make all of your rolls look so good. So don't even worry. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, make me just... Um, uh, can you just... While you're you're gambling, I just want to know. This is just for funsies. Roll me a uh, straight d20. Okay. Okay. Now it's fine. That's a... Uh, <laughs> just for that's funsies. That's That's a 19. Oh, Slake, you put your, your money on 19 silver. And ka you just doubled your money. Nice. Well, something's got to be in my favor tonight. <laughs> yes, yeah, everybody around you is clapping, clapping your shoulders and giving you a shake and going, look at this beginner's luck. Look at this. And they're trying to get more people to come over to the table because you've just won big. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, we'll move over to Corbin and get established what you are doing. Corbin, you've watched... You've watched Fran and Mary be elegant. Corbin, you've watched Slake utterly beef it. Corbin, for the third time, I need you to descend these stairs. Okay, Kat, I have one question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Are there banisters? Yes. All right. 
I would like to perform, which is against my uh, advantage, which would be if I used dexterity, but I shall instead I would like to perform. Uh-huh. I would like to like a very cool guy slide down the banister and, and land at the, at the bottom. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Corbin, make me a cool guy roll. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that's an 11. No, Corbin, that's not a cool guy roll. That doesn't make you cool. You decided to do something very difficult. And you, so as you're, you're slide down the banister and you get about halfway down, but between it seems like maybe someone missed a spot when polishing the banister and suddenly it is it is not smooth anymore and you uh, just ass over tea kettle fall off the back of the banister <laughs> and onto the gaming floor nice. <laughs> Corbin you are left you are left terribly reminded of how that went last time you tried to make a cool entrance well you know I am what I am I, uh, no risk, no reward, baby. Exactly. Do I now, Kat? You said I land on the the gaming floor. Do I land on a table or do I just land on the ground? <laughs> you land on the ground in in a big heap like a wet pile of spaghetti. Okay. I I, I want to stand up and and exclaim loudly as though that were uh, all intentional and in good fun. All right. Um, no, like you think you like fucking Willy Wonka? Yeah. Like here. I'm just like woo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, make me another performance check to see if you can downplay that. Great. You should like roll and then get up and be like, "Look, I'm very dexterous. Actually, it was I, all a ruse." That was a seventeen. That was a Dang. seventeen. Okay. Cat, or, do I do a, a cool somersault? You. If that's what you want. Yeah. You do a cool somersault. Yeah. You get up. You like do a handspring up into yeah. a, a standing position. Yeah, and nice. uh, everyone around you exclaims, and and even some people clap, kind of confusedly. Like, is this <laughs> is this a show? Is this a performance? Is this Does he work here? Is this? I uh, do you work here? But no. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, as you you make your cool entrance, and an employee comes up to you and and sort of gently takes your arm and says, "Oh, sir, it seems you uh, fell while trying to make a sick entrance. Do you need assistance?" <laughs> Uh, no, that was exactly as I had planned for it, so I'm totally fine, but thank you, I really appreciate- hey, thank you, thanks for looking out, but no, I'm fine, thank- thank you. I see, sir, in the- in the future, please, um, do not slide down the banisters to make a sick entrance. We do request that all of our guests make a typical grand entrance using the stairs only. Oh, you should take the banisters off the stairs then. But yeah, (laughs) no, I I mean, now that I know, I- I won't, I'm so sorry. I will certainly bring that- that comment to my manager. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, let him know because, man. Banisters have no purpose. <laughs> they really yes. don't serve a purpose. Yeah, as demonstrated by previous. <laughs> as demonstrated by people tripping and falling down the stairs twice in 10 minutes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I will let, I will bring this to Mr. Greener personally. Yes. Mr. Mr. Greener. Yes. Yeah, you let him know. Mm. Greener because he owns a casino, right? So he gets lots of money. All right, I'm going to go. Thank you. Bye-bye. Money's not green here. Yeah, money's... (laughs) (laughs) It's a metaphor. (laughs) All right. To the mid-roll, dear listeners, it is me, your faithful DM, Catherine, Cat, 
as you may know me. Um, you know, welcome to Midroll. How are we doing today? I, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know, it was a beautiful sunny day today. I got to wear my cool jacket instead of my utilitarian warm jacket. So that was very exciting. We are now into the season uh, when I am recording this in April. Uh, we're into the season of a light jackie, which is kind of my favorite season. Um, so I hope you, you have that for you. Or if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, you're getting into fall, which is also light jackie season. So enjoy your light jackie seasons, everybody. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like now that, you know, Juniper, Hannah, and I are getting into this this pattern of switching off on the mid-rolls, we each have sort of developed our own mid-roll style. You know, Hannah's are very scripted, very well-produced, uh, with bits, with voices. Junipers are always chaotic. Even when they say they're not going to be chaotic, they are indeed quite chaotic. So, um, and mine are just like, I feel like, you know, we're just having a casual conversation. Me, you, and this microphone. Uh, so I hope you feel that way too. Uh, anyway, I'm supposed to, you know, I do this at work meetings all the time. I just get so caught up in chatting that I spend 20 minutes of a 30 minute meeting just catching up on life and then I have to do all the business stuff. So let's get to it. Uh, first off, thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber to hear your name read out on this mid-roll or just to support us in the work that we're doing to bring this beautiful podcast to you, you can go to patreon.com slash legendlark and uh, donate at whatever level feels comfortable for you. We've got lots of cool prizes, not prizes, thank you gifts if you want to join us. So we we love you so much if you choose to do that. And we love these people who did choose to do that. Their names are Antoine Mitchell, Lee Weiss, and Love YT. Thank you guys so much for donating. We really, really appreciate you. And we couldn't do it without you. We also couldn't do it without our beautiful reviewers who drop us a line on Apple Podcast Reviews or, or wherever you choose to review us. Um, and so the, uh, the reviewers I have to thank today are 192876440 and also, uh, Blue Sky, bracket queer nerd, and also Person Dude Guy, yup, yup. And, and you may be thinking, I think I've heard those names before. And, and yes, you have. It appears that, uh, these two lovely listeners are currently engaged in a, uh, battle of the reviews in our, in our podcast reviews on Apple. Um, so thank you guys, both of you so much. Please continue to fight for our honor and also to <laughs> bump us up those charts. Uh, reviewing is truly the best way that you can help the podcast. It helps us climb the charts. It helps us find new listeners. It helps uh, tell people that we're great and uh, counteract the one-star reviews we get for having uh, gay people and trans people on our podcast. So thank you so much for those of you who, who review. We really do appreciate it. I now have a message from our store. This one is from Katomi. Their desired time frame is April, preferably before slash on the 18th. Whoops. It reads, hi, Miles. Fancy meeting you here. Happy birthday, shoddy. Thank you for sharing your interests with me so that I could binge listen to this podcast in a few months and so that it could have a lasting impact on our inside jokes. Parentheses, my entire sense of humor. What a better way to celebrate you than through something that has brought us both so many laughs. Speaking of laughs, thank you for all the laughter, joy, good vibes, and being the best partner and friend I could ever ask for. I'm thrilled to be with you at school and finally be able to share more of life with you. 
It's wonderful that we're together to celebrate stuff now. I hope your birthday is amazing. Stay swag and remember that your birthday is now a Legend Lark slash Dames and Dragons reference. With lots of love, Katomi. That's so sweet. If you would like to buy a one-time personal ad read for us to read uh, to all of the listeners and to your loved one, who I hope is among them, uh, you can go to damesanddragons.store. Or wait, fuck, no, legendlark.store. It all redirects to the same place. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Anyway, uh, speaking of none of that, I have a message to Chantel. Chantel, the code word is... Hold on, man, there are children shouting outside my window. Love that for them. Well, they're gone now. Chantel, the code word is skates mumbles. The sleeper agent is active. Go. You have, uh, yeah, you have um, certainly made an entrance. I won't say yep. you weren't noticed. Uh, but maybe positive. Maybe it evens out. We'll see. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, what, what do you want to do next, Corbin? You've made it. You've made it inside. I've made it inside. You've made uh, no I wanna... progress towards your goal. <laughs> I'm going to start to do that. Um, I uh, I remember when we came in, we saw someone bowing very low. Yes. I want to go towards the Lamia's cage and, and perform a very low and respectful bow to signify that I am, if she's very scary and running the place, that I am not a threat. And if she is needing help, that I am uh, on her side. Mm-hmm. She She inclines her head to you as you bow. And then... Dismisses you with her gaze. Okay, wait, hold on. She's not done with me yet. (laughs) (laughs) I've just become her problem. (laughs) I have a question because it could, would require bending rules. Uh So I have speak with animals, which let me speak with animals or beasts, but it's a first level spell. So I'm wondering if I cast it at higher levels, would you allow me to use it on a monster? Um, so as you start to cast a spell, Corbin, mm-hmm. the Lamia leaps up off of her dais and she pounces forward. So she's very close to the crystal between the two of you. And uh, you hear her and her voice is very, very muffled because the only air holes are at the top of this thing. So you can barely hear her when she speaks. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like she is speaking uh, an incredibly ancient form of the common language like it must be older than what estrin is based off of because you can like kind of understand her some of the words are are familiar but you can't really like fully comprehend what she's saying Uh, you can't you just kind of get the gist of it um and she seems to be asking like from her face and her tone she doesn't seem happy and she seems to be asking about like magic I would like to try um, signing to her the way that we sign to Mary and see if she can understand that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we use it's like magic her? symbols, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I want to ask her um, if she is being held against her will or if she is here voluntarily. Okay. So you, you've asked that and she arches her eyebrows at you. And she paces back to her her dais. 
And uh, then she is going to cast uh, geese on you. And uh, you're going to need to make geese? a wisdom. Yeah, geese. That's is it geese, geese? or geese? G-E-A-S. Geese? A flock of geese? No, geese. Okay, that's how it's pronounced. Okay. She is going to cast geese on you. And Corbin, please make a wisdom save. Fuck. Damn, girl. Shit, she's coming for me like Lelouch. Hold on. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I gotta watch Code Geass. Get out of here. Yeah, but I don't know what a Geass um, is, is what I mean. I think it's different from what it is in the anime in real life. I don't think it's the same. Um, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's in real life. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh. I mean, okay, I have really high wisdom, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. which should tell you a lot because it's a 13. Oh, oh, sweet summer child. No, that does, <laughs> you do not resist her gias. Uh, and yeah. you are now enchanted for, and this is wild, the next 30 days. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Wait, so what does that mean? What what happens to me? So she is going to place a magical command on you, and you will be forced to carry out uh, and re- or refrain from the action that she decides. If the creature can understand you, you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you. Oh my god. For the duration, uh, as as we have established, you can uh, you can understand her. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, you are you are now charmed. By the Lamia. So what's so okay? But I want to know what's my level of awareness. Like, do I know that I'm charmed, but I can't control my actions, or do I have a no fucking idea? You, I would say at this point, you have no idea. Um, I will. Will you'll be able to resist the the gias, but Eventually, I will yeah. warn you that while the creature is charmed, it takes five d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions. Okay. But no more than once per day. So you can defy her once per day and take an incredible amount of damage. Okay, 5d10, you said? Yeah. I could survive that. Okay. Yeah, Um, max damage would be 50. You could survive that. I could survive that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she casts this spell on you. And uh, Corbin, you immediately know that you are like, this your girl. This is your girl. You know, I already knew that. you You are ready to do whatever she wants and her command is serve me corbin like kneels before her in fealty and uh when you do that a bunch of the employees start clapping oh is this how you become an employee oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and and one of the the employee who who uh chastised you about your sick entrance comes over yeah and he he smiles and nods. By the way, do Fran, Fran and Slake would notice yeah, this, right? Yeah, you guys watch this happen. And I think you guys are on the other side of Lamia Cage, so you can't totally see what's yeah. happened. But when everybody yeah. starts clapping and you look around and you see uh, Corbin kneeling on the floor in front of the Lamia's cage, uh, yeah, you, you get a sense that something's happened here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, we would just think it's all according to Keikaku. That seems like something Corbin would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm not necessarily <laughs> acting out of character, so. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so the, uh, Corbin, the employee who had chastised you about your sick moves on the staircase comes over. Yeah. And uh, he sort of gives a, a small smile and he says, please, enjoy our gaming table, sir. And he just sort of sends you off towards the gambling tables. And uh, as as you do, you make eye contact with the other employees who are all just sort of like gently encouraging you to to do some gambling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do I'll do some gambling. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, give me a straight up and down luck roll. You're at a card table, we'll say. Okay. It's fantasy blackjack. It's a 10. It's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10. It's a 10. Um, I break even? You break, yeah, you, you break even. At a 10, yeah, you break nice, even. Nice, 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 nice. But nice. You, are, you are now playing a game and making weird eye contact with all of the employees. And like, but, but I don't receive any further instruction from the Lamia herself, no, right? Not Just to time. serve her. To serve her and all of you the- can't you can't receive any more instruction from her, can you? Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. That's it. Yep, that's it. So for the moment, it seems serving her is just gambling, giving your money to the casino. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm gonna we're gonna pop back to Fran and uh, and Mary. Actually, we'll we'll stop back at you guys. So you guys hear everybody start to applaud, and uh, somebody next to you says, ah, "I see she's gotten another poor soul." And they both, the, him and his partner, they cheers each other. Fran looks over at them and um, asks, Well, what do you mean by that? And the, the man looks at you and, and looks over your your outfit. Mm-hmm. He gives an appraising look. And then you, you appear to have passed muster. Of course, because my outfit's fucking cool as fuck. It's fucking cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> impeccable. You look fantastic. Um, so he he inclines his head to you and he says, is this your first time at the Lucky Lamia? Okay, I look at his fucking outfit. How does he look? <laughs> oh, he's dressed impeccably. He's wearing a red velvet suit, which like mm. matching matching overcoat, waistcoat, breeches, and shoes. All 100% red oh, velvet. Dang. Red velvet. He looks luxurious, but also very overdone. Okay. I kind of, I, I look him over and kind of have like a neutral look. Like I'm not impressed, but I'm not like pissed off about it either. And, and I'm not right, like you're laughing. Not, yes. Yes. <laughs> you, he's passed your muster. He's passed my muster. And I'm sorry. So he said it's my first time. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I kind of smile and I say, well, it's, it's not very often that I'm forced to come to a place like Nakama. Uh, Our charms will grow on you soon, I am sure. But you see, the main attraction of the casino there, the Lamia, they say that Wiley Greener, the owner, he found it out on a safari in the wilds, and he brought it back here with promises to build it a palace, and this is what he built. Now the ultimate test of luck here at the casino is, of course, to submit to the Lamia's will and see if you are stronger than its old magics. And if you're not, well, you'll find your purse quite a bit lighter in about a month. So it's part of the game? Oh, yes, it's all part of the game. It is the most high-stakes game they have here at the casino. You should try your luck, though. (laughs) Make sure you have someone limiting your access to funds if you do. (laughs) Perhaps after a drink or two. Yeah. So how does Mr. Greener know that he's not under the charm of the Lamia? Uh, the the man, oh, he laughs again and he says, a question for the ages. We've all speculated about that ever since he brought the thing back. But as somebody who once had a very unfortunate run in with it, I can say, once you snap out of it, you really do realize exactly how ensorcelled you were. So if Wiley hasn't snapped out of it yet, then perhaps he's immune. Interesting. And uh, as you are having this conversation, Fran, um, you feel a, a touch on your elbow and Mary is uh, trying to get your attention and she inclines her head back towards where a, uh, a man in a very fine silk velvet suit is walking towards you, bright emerald green, just like all of the rest of the staff. 
and he comes towards you and oh, he has a tray with two crystal champagne flutes on it and a oh. bubbling indigo liquor in them. And he, he bows to both of you and presents the tray. He says, from our reserves, this is a night blossom champagne uh, aged in the cellars underneath the grand tree of life temple in the Nueva Mountains. Please enjoy. I, I look over at Mary and I say, what do you think? And uh, Mary takes a, uh, she takes the glass and she puts it to her lips and then she nods primly. And I smile and take the other glass and say, thank you. Mm. However, I think my guest and I would uh, appreciate some more comfortable accommodations. As much as we've enjoyed the company here, and I kind of give the velvet suit man a look. And he, oh, he looks he looks offended and indignant, but sort of looks away, <laughs> turns his nose up at you. Uh, I'm going to have you make a persuasion. Oh, I love to be an asshole. <laughs> what do I need to do? Persuasion. All right. So I only got a 12 then. Only got a 12. He looks at you and he says, Really? more comfortable accommodations. And you can see he's very, very subtly laying his hand on the back of the sofa with his palm up. Mm, And I think I don't have any more gold. However, so I have a spell called Creation. Mm -hmm. It's a fifth level spell. I'm going to create like a shit ton of gold inside the bag of holding. Mm -hmm. So literally like... I can I can create enough to fill a five foot cube. Oh boy! Okay, so you just made a ton of gold inside your bag. I I pull out two pieces of gold and I hand them to him. He closes and I raise my eyebrows. He closes his hand around the pieces of gold and he nods and he bows very low and he says, "Of course, please follow me." And uh, he leads you to a, a the curtain that the bartender disappeared behind mm. um he leads you back to this curtain and he says one moment please and uh make me a perception check i don't think i'm gonna perceive anything i got a 13 a 13 uh, you hear i'm talking to some- actually no i didn't get a 13 sorry i forgot i got uh i got a uh, an 11 oh an 11 <laughs> um you hear him talking about Something you, you really can't make it out, um, but you do hear him talking. We can't perceive shit. You okay. cannot perceive shit. You hear him talking, but you you're not sure what he's saying. And then the curtain okay. opens again, and uh, the the front of house manager, who's this who this man is, he bows again and he says, mm-hmm. "Right this way, please." And uh, and I offer my arm to Mary and mm-hmm. follow. All right, you two glide up a dark staircase that is. Uh, as you step up it, it is lit by these beautiful twinkling gold lights and like more of the lights appear as you go up the staircase. So it sort of brings you oh. out of darkness and into this glimmering hallway. And then you are through another curtain and you walk out onto the VIP mezzanine overlooking the rest of the casino. Oh my. So on the mezzanine, as I said, there are a few people up here. They're all on these sort of low plush sofas or little tete-a-tete sort of seats. And up here, you see there is that woman in a slinky black dress who came in just before you. And she is standing alone, sort of in the the corner of the mezzanine, uh, looking down at the casino floor. And she has a a flute of something in her hand. And she's sort of gently swirling as she looks on over the casino. And then there is a man and a woman who are dressed very garishly in uh, 
super like shiny, stiff fabrics and big, elaborate hair accessories and stuff. And her hair is like a huge beehive sort of monstrosity on top of her head. Uh, And they are being entertained by a servant who is dressed and painted all in gold, who is throwing sparks and making birds come out of his sleeves and just doing like basic prestidigitation, which you clocked upon coming in. That's real magic. It's basic magic, but it's real magic. Oh, actually, there's a fourth person up there. There is the enforcer up there. He is dressed in well-made leathers, and he is watching the magic servant very, very closely. So, wait, so the first lady, she's just, like, dressed, like, very elegantly and Mm -hmm. is, like, being quiet? She's just observing the casino floor. How old is she? Could be anywhere from, like, mid-20s to early 40s. Mm-hmm. You really, it's hard okay. to get a pin, like, pin it down. Sure. An adult. What what information do I want out of these people? Mm-hmm. It's really weird that, like, the servants can do magic. Let's see. Do, do I have detect magic? I think Mary has detect magic. Yeah, Mary can detect magic. Um, okay. Yeah. So I give Mary, like, a puzzled look about the the servant and she can do with that what she will. Yeah, Mary, she waves her hand you know, in a very, like, trying to disguise the casting as she does it. Mm. Uh, and then she leans close and signs to you, like, turning her, her body so her hands are hidden from the guard up here. And she mm. signs that servant. I think, I think he's Estrin. Oh. Oh. I can't believe there's like a fucking masked figure. I'm not even anywhere near him. (laughs) He's probably going to talk to Fran and Mary and we're never even going to meet. And my life is pointless. (laughs) You're going to be fine. You're going to meet the masked figure and it's every it's all going to happen for you. That's what everyone says, but I don't believe them. (laughs) Is the the masked figure the one that, that we were chasing outside? We were chasing a masked figure. We were chasing someone. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you got, you got um, almost shot from the beginning of, right, when you got to knock Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was that person masked? <laughs> I don't think they it's were. Not this, yeah, I don't think it's this person. But they, like, but it is. They were, like, they were, like, fucking weird. So yeah, maybe they, it could they be gave the same person. Like a, yeah, this person does seem weird. And you guys know that I, the, there's two things I hate. It's people who are weird and people who wear masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 